you are listening to It Had to Be Said with Venus, presented by Realm of the Mist Entertainment. Hello, and welcome to It Had to Be Said with Venus on this Tuesday night. Can't remember what day it is. What, the 28th? The 30th. 29th? 30th? <laughs> Holy fuck. It's <laughs> one of them days. For these past two days. It is, yeah. <laughs> and we've got um, my friend Christopher Stolly joining us tonight. Hey, guys, what's up? <laughs> what's up? Yep. There you go, that annoying commercial. That's the mood I wish I was in. <laughs> so do I. We need alcohol for this. <laughs> right? We have to do a drunk show one night. Like, you get a couple months before you can think about a drunk show. <laughs> you, you know what? <laughs> Don't make me force this baby to come out. <laughs> like a poop that just won't come out. She'd be sitting there like, Ugh! all right, let's do it. <laughs> or, you know, I put cookies there between my legs, between my knees, and be like, here, baby, baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. Who doesn't like cookies, right? Good way to get your kid to go to the dark side. So I'm feeling much better from last week. I still got a little bit of a cough, though, but. Sure. Hello? Um, Yeah, I still got the the cough. Sorry, I was getting asked to reach a napkin while while you were speaking. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I thought we got cut off. I'm still like, my internet service, like, I don't know how good it is yet. So I'm like, oh no, like, did I get cut off already? Like, it's only like two minutes in. <laughs> that would be a typical Realm of the Mist show, wouldn't it? <laughs> you, you know, how, I don't know how it always happens, but you know, I have a whole new internet connection. It's not even under my name or anything. So it's not CIA track, but I mean, my phone probably is by now with all this alien talk and everything. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, speaking of that, Thursday. <laughs> um,. We have to, have to, have to, have to get the Tinfoil Hat Society going. Okay, well, I've redesigned everything so that certain parties would not bitch. <laughs> well, that party's long and gone. And, you know, <laughs> the morning after, no breakfast, get out and get going. <laughs> That's it. We've Money's... had enough of your shit, party. <laughs> Money's on the dresser. Take a hike. Jesus, you're still here. Right? <laughs> I, call, I called you a cab. <laughs> so, yeah, that's something else to look forward to this week. Actually, my week's been pretty pretty busy. I don't know how yours has been. You said busy yourself, too, eh? Yeah, it's always busy for me. I mean, uh, running this company plus trying to uh, hold down a, a normal job in some way, shape, or form, being a parent. You know, uh, the only time I get a break to myself is when I'm taking a shit or sleeping. <laughs> and then even when you're sleeping, it's like, Jack, stop hogging the covers. <laughs> yeah, then it's a battle for the covers. and <laughs> <laughs> or we Something both... smells funny. It wasn't me. <laughs> the or dog. We both... <laughs> or we both lose the, the uh, bed to the cat. <laughs> oh, there you go. Cats have pretty stinky parts too. So. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> what did Jen say? She says she's not the one that sleeps with her leg half hanging out. Uh, I, I'm a person like I'll roll over onto my side <laughs> and I'll like kick off the covers. 
so that's why you and and bunch them up to use them as like a body pillow for my leg <laughs> you gotta get a body pillow <laughs> i'm not allowed a body pillow <laughs> why they're like the best i have a body pillow and i do not regret that 20 bucks i spent on one <laughs> i'm not allowed to have one it would take up too much room in the bed Jen needs get a that. bigger bed <laughs> Jen's little, like, five-foot-nothing body needs that space on the bed. <laughs> I'm getting the we need a bigger bed, and you know what? Problem solved. <laughs> yeah, bigger Actually, bed. I downsized my bed this week. Yeah. <laughs> downsized to what? Um, I went from a king-size bed to uh, just a queen now. What are we, we're, rock, we're rocking a queen, aren't we? I think that's what we got. Full queen or full, so one of those two. We're, we're talking about uh, like inches here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Six inches will make a difference. <laughs> Are we getting into that conversation already? <laughs> you know what? I'm slowly working my way up there. You know, it's kind of like the foreplay to the main to the main show. Since tonight we are talking about sex. <laughs> So you know, it's kind of funny because you notice she wants to, she wants to do the foreplay and the guy, me being the guy. Can we just get to it already? <laughs> <laughs> no. Right. <laughs> well, if that isn't gender characterization right there. I don't know what is. Oh my god! If you want to know what gender <laughs> you are, just think about how much patience you have. It's like, can we hurry up? The commercials are almost over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh shit. But, uh, yes. So if anyone's wondering what I'm talking about with my bed size and stuff is like, I just moved today. So I don't have room for my king size bed anymore. So that's a less play. Actually, actually, I've got a, I got a question for you. Are you getting a little nervous? Cause like two members of uh, two members of realm of the myths have experienced birth today. Or this week, one one you know, Kevin Hunter just gave birth. Uh, his wife just gave birth to their daughter Leia. Uh, yesterday, like yesterday, right? Yeah, yesterday, and then today, uh, Kristen is waiting on her new nephew. I believe she said. Yeah. You know, is being yeah, born crazy. as we speak. Like, are, are you scared? Like the the birthing stork is coming your way here in a minute. <laughs> it's well, you know, I'm only twenty seven weeks and five days, so. I'm in that time period where it's like, you know, you got to start preparing for the baby and you got to like, you know, have the crib set up, make sure you have a diaper bag ready to go just in case. Cause I mean, it does happen, but it is pretty rare. So pretty much after the 28 week mark, I'm like, you know what, just make sure you're prepared, make sure you're prepared and <laughs> no ifs, ands or buts about it. So I actually have my little baby's nursery. Um, we got the, I got the crib, I got everything, I'm almost ready to go, but I went overdue for my two other children, so at this point, I'm not too worried, but it, it's like a mom's intuition, like, you know what, get nesting, well, right. and <laughs> get you, everything prepared, Yeah, and, but, like, your nipples are leaking at this point, your body's ready for the baby, and you're just like, okay, everything else has to be ready for the baby. <laughs> your body's ready for the baby. Your nipples are, are <laughs> leaking at this point. Yes. We're going to talk about sex tonight. <laughs> we're talking about sex and pregnancy. So <laughs> this is right on topic. <laughs> no, but I was going to say, but you like know this, what? 
this isn't your first rodeo, just like this isn't my first rodeo, so you know this as well as I do. You're never ready. No matter how ready you think you are, you're never ready. That baby just you know, makes you figure out. You, 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 we joked last night about uh, on the show we constantly improv. I think parenthood yeah. is the ultimate improv because you're making shit up as you go along each and every freaking time. <laughs> <laughs> right? Well, my other two are like um, eight and nine. My oldest is going to be ten. So, I mean, it's I've done it, and I've got them to this point in their lives, and they're pretty successful and, like, intelligent children, so I'm not too worried. But then I'm like, oh, my God, but it's a baby all over again. But I'm like, well, you, I remember when my babies were, like, newborn from the day they were born to, like, six weeks old, and they just slept all the time, and they were boring as all hell. I got all the time in the world I needed, 16 hours a day to do what I had to do. So it's really not that scary. See, I always tease my daughter, who's about to be 10, uh, because if I, I talk about when she was a baby, and she was always chuckles and smiles, and she she's never lost that. Nine, uh, 10 years old. Sorry, she is 10 years old now. Um, 10 years old, she, she'd, be, she'd be cracking up at the uh, craziest things. Still got the same laugh as when she was a baby. You know, uh, easy, easy spirit. But I'm constantly embarrassing her of reminding her that she has a poop face. When she was a newborn, I always I'll knew. <laughs> I always knew when she was pooping because she'd get this like strained look on her mouth, and her eyes would get this like squinty-eyed, eyebrows kind of raised. Oh, and up. their faces turn red. Yeah, the, <laughs> and then she'd start laughing. It's like, well, there's a turd. Yeah. <laughs> of course, I say this to her in front of her friends yeah. and shit. So. <laughs> oh God! You know, you're probably not even the most embarrassing parent there is out there. Oh, I've got the I've got the naked bath pictures for when she starts dating. Oh no, you can't show those. I don't. You want can't <laughs> save yourself some dignity and put those away. Hey, save makes... those for the wedding day, you know. And it's like, oh, or when she has a baby at the baby shower, then take those out. But not just any random boyfriend. I mean, come on, he doesn't need to see her like that. He shouldn't be seeing her like that, no matter what age he is. Look, whatever. <laughs> Especially takes, on a first date. Whatever it takes to get that little baby raider, raper away from my daughter and out of my house, that's exactly what I will do. <laughs> until she's 30. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I feel sorry for your daughter. I got your back, okay, girl? <laughs> No, it's okay. I'm pretty. Us I'm pretty girls sure, gotta stick together. I'm pretty sure she's the the man of the rela- of the uh, of the family because uh, I'm pretty sure she's a man hating lesbian. I'm hoping she's a <laughs> can. Can I pray on that, Lord Jesus Christ, Savior? Oh my God. <laughs> you, you know what? You're pro- it's it's kind of funny. Like most parents are like, I hope my child doesn't grow up to be gay. And here you are, and you're like, please, baby Jesus, make sure my daughter's a lesbian. <laughs> right, look, look at it this way: when I had my first child, I was 19 years old. His mother oh, had same. Her, his mother had her first child at 16. Okay. Wow. Knowing- so he's got an older brother. Yeah. So so. Or an older sibling. Yeah. So to 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 put a finer point on it, knowing how her father was and knowing how her mother was, break the trend, girl. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so funny story this week. Um so my nine year old, as she's like well, we know she has got her Instagram account, right? right? So we talk on the phone and we were talking on the phone for like two hours last night. And she's going through Instagram and you know, she's like 
she's like, mom, I've got to send you something. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and she's like, you might think it's a girl, but it's not a girl. It's a boy, but he's wearing makeup. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know? And I'm like, okay, you know, like this guy is like gay or he's like a, a like a drag queen or transgender or something. And I'm like, okay, because you know, like it's inevitable that sooner or later she's going to come across like men like this. Right. Well, particularly, since, and she's like, not, she's almost particularly since media and, and certain channels like fucking lifetime and logo are, are putting them into the mainstream and forefront. Yeah. That it's going, it's going to inevitably be exposed to young children. Well, when she was six years old, um, I used to have this uh, gay friend who used to come over, and they used to be like BFFs. Like, he would come over and do her nails and stuff and have little girl chats with her and everything. It was so cute. So she knew what gay was because, like, my mom would be like, oh, my God, you're queer. And my mom's, like, super homophobic, right? Right. Um, and so my daughter was like, well, what does that mean? What, is he, what does she mean he's gay? I'm like, well, he likes boys. And she's like, oh, well... I like boys. I'm gay. No, you're not gay. That's not how it works. So I had to kind of explain it to her because it's like we don't judge people because because he's a boy who likes boys. Same as if you were a girl who likes girls, you know, and like like my mom blew it out of proportion. So I had to like sit there and like explain it to her like, no, you, you know, you, some, most of the time men and women love each other, but sometimes men love other men. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like people are allowed to love what they want, right? So she sends me this video clip from Instagram, and what's that? No, go ahead. Okay. All I was going to say was that uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't necessarily meaning the exposure to, to like homosexuality, like gays and lesbians, so much as the, the uh, more confusing things for younger children, like cross-dressing, transgender or or drag or, or whatever the case may be, those are a little bit more confusing for the younger people than than somebody who you know loves boys or loves girls. You know, if that, yeah. If that well, makes sense. When it comes to the situation, you yeah, you can't really ignore the situation when it arises, though, right? Right. So I I like to explain that to her. So she sends me this video, and it's this guy on a yacht, and you can see him from behind, and it starts going up from his legs to his butt and he's wearing no word of a lie he's wearing a white leather g-string <laughs> with a white leather jacket and he's like shaking his ass and all you see is his ass from behind and he turns around and he starts singing with makeup on and everything and so i start laughing and she's like i told you it was a boy it's a boy and i'm like yeah honey i think he's like gay and she's like no mom he's super gay <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, yes, he is. <laughs> but to, to clarify for, for our listeners out there, when I, when I was mentioning about confusing with the cross-dresser and transgender, I'm not meaning that those uh, that those are like deviant lifestyles. I'm not picking on those lifestyles, but I'm meaning in the mainstream and forefront to a young child that would be very confusing and not really as understood. And uh, no, that's yeah, well, not, yeah. that's not advocating that, <laughs> that we should be adding education programs or having transgenders reading Dr. Seuss to uh, to children in, in kindergarten, because I don't agree with that at all. Um, your lifestyle is your business, but in Dr. Well, like children, dress up, right? Well, it's kind of like dress up, but it, it's it's not that it, it, it's it's more uh, nefarious reasonings. It's, it's indoctrination. 
it, it's it trying is, to, it's trying to force the point you, you of view instead of, to... instead of organically coming to the conclusions of you know what i mean whether whether it's pro or con to to whatever it is you know you you got to let people get get to it themselves or research it themselves you don't force it down their throat with that being okay, but who would you prefer to read a story to your child? Okay, one of those old old ladies who sit there and once upon a time there was a princess, blah 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 blah. You know, and born like that, or do you prefer a drag queen? Just like once upon a time, and you know, like so into the story and like you know just loving life, and you know kids are getting could be more excited if there's a good storyteller. So I mean, it's not its pros and its cons. I mean, you you can't say it's all. Oh, thank you. You, well, it, it is a young age, but I mean, it, it's story time. And as long as you know, like, the the trans or whatever agenda stays out of it, I have no issue with my kids being read stories by, by drag queens or something. Like, well, I think it's a great idea because they'd be such great storytellers. Well, if, if you're asking my personal opinion between the, uh, the, the half-dead old lady and the... Uh... Overly flamboyant uh, gay slash cross-dress slash uh, transgender person. I'm going to choose the old lady, and it's not because of the fact I have a problem with gay or transgender or cross-dresser. I have a problem with the overly fabulous, uh, overly animated uh, personalities that that you see sometimes in people who are gay or cross-dressing or transgender. It's like, look, okay, we get it. You're gay. You don't have to be like a flashy billboard of it. And it's story time. Like, it's, and you know what? If like, um, kids are like shown like drag queens and stuff early on in age. Like, do you, do you know the bee movie? Um, when like the bees actually go to the hive and they go to see the queen, it's a drag queen, and they like even say it like, oh my god, it's a drag queen, and so kids even hear this like at young ages, like. Like, at four years old, my daughter's like, Mom, what's a drag queen? I'm like, huh. I don't know. <laughs> See, that, that, that's what I mean. I'm not, again, it, it's one of those things where it's just like with with sexuality. You know, I think about, like, when I was your daughter's age. I didn't care about gay or straight, and I sure shit didn't care about cross-dressing or transgenderism. All I cared about was going out and playing with my friends. You know, so the fact that, like, these uh, political you know, points having of view, a good time and stuff. Right, so that so jamming these political points of view and putting these questions in the kids' heads at such a young age is completely unnecessary. That's my point. When they're teenagers, when they're adults, when they're discovering, literally discovering their bodies and stuff, sure, that's the right time to expose. When you're talking about 9, 10 years old, 8 years old or younger, no. No, they don't. They don't need it because they don't care about. It. They don't understand it. They're not. They don't care about it. They care about going and well, playing exactly. with their Barbie dolls or their monster trucks or playing tag or whatever. They, that's what they care about. Yeah. So I mean, it doesn't really matter what your sexuality or like how you dress. Like kids are pretty innocent. So if you're gonna be like a flaming, uh, flamboyant <laughs> gay man telling a story. I mean, it's fun, and, the, and it's innocent to them, and they're like, oh, my God, he's just like a boy. And you know what? It's a, it opens up, like, a whole new avenue of creativity to children because it's like, wow, he can dress like a girl and, like, um, not get in trouble for it, and it's really cool, you know? So, you know, they they kind of feel more comfortable in their own skins to be like, okay, well, today I'm going to be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. <laughs> if he can be a girl, I can be a Tyrannosaurus Rex. There's nothing wrong with that. 
So, I mean, yeah, it's got its pros and cons. But anyways. Well, thinking about it, when I was younger, I don't, think, I don't think I ever had an issue with uh, make-believe or dress-up, uh, even when we weren't facing these issues. Like, when I was a kid, we would pretend we were Transformers, and we would wear, like, uh, uh, gym outfits that matched the colors of the Transformers we wanted to pretend we were, and we do stupid little body movements that we we're transforming. And we were completely comfortable that we were out in public doing this. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm pretty sure it looked retarded yeah, exactly. to anybody outside or looking in, but we were completely comfortable with it. Um, so I don't know if I necessarily agree that just because they see a, a very flamboyant, you know, homosexual guy doesn't nece- that dresses up like a woman doesn't necessarily make a child think that it's okay for them to pretend they're a fire truck because they're going to do that anyway. Yeah. But, I, you know, they feel more comfortable when adults do it. Like, I used to do dress up with my kids, and they used to be like, well, as one day, um, I was like, yeah, today I'm going to be like, um, a bumblebee or something. And my kids are like, well, you can't just do that. I'm like, well, who's going to stop me from doing it? <laughs> well, no, that, that I agree with. I mean, again, I've got two boys and a girl. And, of course, I dote on the girl because she's my only daughter. So how many times do you think I've had painted fingernails and toenails and uh, streaks of color in my hair? <laughs> it happens. I've done the right? two parties and dress oh, ups. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, like, I don't, like, um, my daughter's asking me. She's like, well, I think I'm gay. And I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> you're nine years old. Like, tell me, how, you th- how do you think you're gay? She's like, well, I don't like boys. I'm like, okay. So you like girls then? And she's like, well, no, I don't really like girls. Girls are crazy. I'm like, okay, well, you're probably not gay then. <laughs> you're a nun. <laughs> she, uh, like, the stuff she asked me, you're, you're nine years old. You don't have to have a sexual orientation. You know, you've got a boy you like. You know, you've got a little crush. Blah, blah, blah. And, uh, like, ugh. Oh, my, my daughter Sorry, gets I think mad. I have to much, I'm breathing in too much bathroom fumes right now. <laughs> oh, my daughter gets mad if I make jokes about her having a boyfriend. She does. Like, she'll tell me about a boy in school, and I'm like, oh, is he your boyfriend? No! Well, like, you're sounding like you're into him. <laughs> no, daddy! Yeah, <laughs> she gets mad. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's not my boyfriend, Mom. He's just my friend. Mm-hmm. You know, like but, okay, my my, my son, but yeah, my my youngest son, he he's uh he he proudly, oh yeah, I got a girlfriend, I got this girl, and I got this. He don't care. <laughs> Blonde hair, blue eye. Oh, my son's my son's completely different. He is head over heels for this one little girl. He told me he's going to marry her one day. <laughs> Um, like he, like my daughter told me he got down on his hands and knees and proposed to her when he was like five. And I'm like, Oh my God, what a little charmer. And see, like girls take it differently. It's like, well, you know, you've got a crush. And he's like, no mom, I'm going to marry this girl. And my daughter's like, why, why are you going to marry this girl? She's mean to you. Blah, 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 blah. Why would you even like a girl who's mean to you? And he's like, well, I don't care. She's like, why don't you care? Well, cause she's pretty. I'm like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> 
<laughs> Typical man it. right there. <laughs> yeah. And he smiles at me too because she's pretty. <laughs> okay, buddy. Well, <laughs> you know, you know all right then. You know she's raping you blind and stealing everything you have, but she's hot. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, and, and what do you do? Just roll your eyes and like, yeah, one day, one day, maybe you'll learn. But I mean, he ha- he's head over heels for this girl, so. You know, you know what the downside of that is, don't you? The inevitable heartbreak that's going to come one day. I think he's pretty driven to be with this girl one day. Like, like there's other girls and my daughter's like, well, you know, you could be with this girl and stuff. And he's like, nope, <laughs> it's not happening. And she's like the cutest little Asian girl ever. So <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm he's like, after oh, an Asian girl. Yes. <laughs> oh, that boy aims high. <laughs> he right and it like I, he seems like that type of boy who's like like once he's got his mind made up like that's it that's all like he's not taking anything else for an answer hey you you go dude so you go, i'm kind of proud of him i'm proud of, like he's asked me so many times can you make her a birthday gift for me or can you make this for her for me and like <laughs> i guess her mom thinks it's cute too because she gives her, like this girl gives some birthday gifts every year and little cute stuff for Valentine's Day and everything. So, well, it sounds like it sounds like it's reciprocated. It sounds like this girl's all about him too. I, I don't think it's so much about him, but I think her mom's kind of playing into the little little kid crush. You know, it's cute, it's <laughs> innocent. They don't seem to hate each other so much, but that that's his girl like he's marrying her <laughs> that's that on it well, you got you got uncle chris's uh, stamp of approval there brother go get it <laughs> <laughs> right oh so speaking of all this anyways <laughs> back to the whole motivation for the show oh speaking of that <laughs> we'll get to that later You're right off of the um, track so, again <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, we've got enough time to run off the track, so. There you go. <laughs> oh, just a little of the crazy train. So, um, talking about sex and pregnancy. So, I'm sure we've all been there. Um, or at least had the scare funny, of one it, or the other. <laughs> what's that? Or at least had the scare of one or the other. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I remember talking to you this, about this slightly before um, one of our personal conversations because, um, like, most men find that pregnant women are disgusting and whatnot. I, I find I'm disgusting, honestly. Like, my ass is, like, wide as fuck right now. Like, I've got a belly, like, out to, like, <laughs> so far. I've gained 35 pounds. I don't feel sexy whatsoever. So I keep seeing like men saying like women are gross. Like, yeah, yes, we are. <laughs> we're fucking disgusting when we're pregnant. I, see, but, I still wholeheartedly disagree. I think I think the men that are saying that women, pregnant women are disgusting are chauvinistic pigs because, you know, <laughs> like, OK, maybe not the the uh, maximum, you know, cover girl definition of of supermodel beauty but the beauty of the fact that you're carrying a fucking human being your body is producing another living person 
that it's going to expel from, and your body, after doing that miracle on its own right, is going to go back to what it was or close enough to it. That's fucking amazing. And anybody that isn't amazed by that, there's something seriously wrong with your hardwiring. See, that's like my son saying, like, at four, five, four or five years old, like, I'm going to marry this girl one day. Like, that's waiting <laughs> yeah. for the after the pregnancy and stuff. Like, you know, you're only ugly for a limited amount of time. Or you're only uncomfortable in your own body for a limited amount of time. And eight months after you have that baby, you'll be back to your body. You'll be back to your old self. But you know what? I'll, I'll hold up for that eight months or something. I'll wait for that eight months to end. <laughs> well, see, see, you said the right thing. At first you said that uh, you, I'll, I'll deal with the eight months that you're ugly. No, 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 no. Because, again, people with <laughs> the right mindset still look at the person as beautiful. And even more so because you're giving life. You're giving birth. You sacrificed your comfort. Which was the right thing. You said the right thing on that. that the, the eight months of discomfort. Because it, I know it's very discom- uh, uncomfortable to carry a human being. You know, to, picture picture carrying a bag of concrete wrapped around your waist for eight months. It, it gets to your back after a while. You know. Um, oh, it does. <laughs> you know, so, so the discomfort thing I absolutely agree with. But I'm sorry. Anybody who just turns around and says that, like, pregnant women are uh, fat and ugly. You know, because I'm because famous. they're pregnant, <laughs> they, you, you you need to sit down and reevaluate your life because that's how you came around. And trust me, there is nothing more beautiful than a woman bringing a life into this world. Now, the act of actually pushing that child out is disgusting as shit. It's like a St. Bernard p- p- <laughs> trying to come in through a cat door, but... It's still a miracle, nonetheless. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I don't know. I never watched any of that happen, like, for both of my kids. They're like, oh, do you want a mirror so you can see it? I'm like, hell fucking no. Do I not want to see that shit? Look, I watch- like, I watched my kid's dad standing there, and, like, he turned white and nearly passed out and shit. I'm like, well... Thank fuck I didn't watch that because if there was anything like how you're acting, I would be scarred for life. <laughs> Let me put it this way. When I watched my youngest son's big fat head produce out of that little tiny vagina and then that body come through and watch that body stre- watched her body stretch out enough for my child to pass through and it go right back into shape, I stopped worrying about whether she felt me in there because I know there ain't shit I'm doing as far as damage compared to... <laughs> pushing a baby out you know <laughs> that's something that some guy actually um said to me um, um about about making girls squirt he's like you know what you can never go too hard he's like you go you just like savagely destroy that thing whatever he's like you don't have to worry about hurting this girl that's where babies come from <laughs> and i was like you know what that's a very good perspective point <laughs> it really is I mean, bruising is one thing, but, but just like, but just like you know, like oh, I'm gonna tear her open. She's gonna rip up. You ain't doing shit to that, okay? I promise you, <laughs> you ain't doing shit to that. Unless, <laughs> unless you're a fist or a horse, yeah, no, you're not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll still be back to normal in a week after, so don't worry. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you ain't you ain't stretching out nothing, chief. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll do a few squats and you know what? It'll be back to normal tomorrow. <laughs> Round two, motherfucker. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> Jesus Christ. But, oh, but it's so, still, it's, it's still the miracle. Like just, just even the concept uh, of of conception when you think about it. You know, when it when a guy ejaculates in, it's it's a you know a squirt full of cells, and then it comes out a human <laughs> fucking being. How crazy is that? You know what I mean? Right? <laughs> you know what? It still kind of resembles a sperm. Like it's got like the big head and the tiny little body with the little weird shrimp legs. <laughs> it looks like a drowned lizard <laughs> because it changes color like four times. And then after you oh finally after you finally get it cleaned up, it's it's a little pink raisin. It isn't until like it's two three months old that you can turn around and say, "Oh, it looks like the father, or it looks like the mother." Now people try to say that it's like two weeks old. No, it fucking don't. It looks like a prune. <laughs> right? Well, you start off looking like an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. You know? Like, I've seen some really, really cute babies, like, after birth, but the majority of them, <clears throat> like, they're they're not going to be that pretty. They were just in a sack of fluid for nine months. Like, <laughs> let them dry out a little bit. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Think of your fingers when you take a bath too long. Now, multiply that by nine months and be your whole body. <laughs> right? <laughs> Oh, my God. But, yeah, it, you know, like, it just, I, I don't know. It's always bugged me that people, if people turn around, it's like, oh, God, she's pregnant. Ew. Yeah, it's like, really? I mean, I'm not talking about you should be up in a shot. You show, <laughs> show some dignity and respect. But to turn around and go like, ew. You Is know, it jealousy? I don't know. Maybe. Could it just be jealousy? Like, you know, oh, I, it's not mine. So. <laughs> it could be. It, it very much could be. Um. I've never, I've never associated. I've never associated it so much with like the pregnancy as maybe the person, as far as like being jealous that it's not mine or something like that in my own personal experiences. But maybe you're right. Maybe, maybe it is the fact that like, ew, fucking bitch cheating on me with some other guy, dude. She wasn't fucking (laughs) you. Deal with it. You know what I mean? Or something. You know. Yeah, I find like typically more like it'll be men. Who it's not their girlfriend or something who will be like, ew, that's disgusting. But you know, if it's the guy's baby, he's less likely to say, ew, you're disgusting or that's disgusting. I don't, I don't know. Like, I, I, I don't know. I guess I've been around pregnancy enough in my life now that like any shock value of it that might be a turn off <laughs> to some people or whatever, it, it doesn't really affect me. It makes me more. What's I want to choose my words carefully here. Um, I guess you could kind of say more, more, ca- <laughs> more caring and nurturing toward towards somebody who's pregnant. You know, because of the fact that I know what they're going through. I've seen it for myself. I haven't experienced it myself, obviously, but I've I've experienced being the guy that cared for people who experienced it. So, you know, I have the idea of how hard it is and how. Also, how rewarding it is. You know what I mean? So, I have, I maybe, maybe, maybe part of the people that's like ill disgusting are the people that haven't gone through it. Yeah. You know what See, I mean? And actually and then, been to the ultrasounds and the, uh, the, the measuring of the baby and hearing the heartbeat and, 
you know, running out at three o'clock in the morning for fucking ice cream and pickles, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you must have sisters too, eh? No, I'm an only child. Or so. no? Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm an only child. I'm an only child. My my experience with this is uh is, you know, girls I've dated and their sisters or the mother of my children. You know what I mean? So that that's the extent of, of my yeah. experience. Or friends like yourself, you know. And I don't know, being around it enough has just changed my point of view of it. Maybe if you talked yeah. to me when I was, a, you know, 20 years ago when I was a teenager, I might have been like, ill gross, you know, or something. But, you know. <laughs> oh, that's icky. <laughs> you know, girls, cooties. <laughs> what? <laughs> But uh, but like, now now my my view of it is is like I said more more caring and nurturing to to the to the fact. Yeah, well, you're also a bit older, so I mean, maybe it has something to do with age, like how people react to it. Maybe and experience as well. And then we've got the, those really weird guys <laughs> who actually have pregnancy fetishes. Okay, those are Let's just Let's not forget these off. guys. We got to talk about these guys. <laughs> yeah, th- th- them, them people is just fucked up, okay? <laughs> you know, right? Like, I, I can't even wrap my head around how uh, a guy can be like, you, you know, have a fetish for... Okay, well, there's a lot of weird-ass fetishes. People like being pooed on and peed on and, <laughs> like, dick-shaming sizes and stuff like that. So I guess... Like pregnancy wouldn't be all that weird. No, we like think about all the other fetishes that exist. Well, that that remember last week I was going to cover it had to be said for you, but we decided to let let it uh, be all for the week. And I was going to talk about sex toys. And the reason I was going to talk about sex toys, <laughs> number one, yeah. I figured it fit. It had to be said, you know, the the standards you set. But two, it was it was really spurred on by that 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 sex toy for men. That's uh, a masturbator shaped like women's feet. <laughs> yes, yes, that one. <laughs> so you're talking about fetishes. Like, to me, that's the grossest fucking, like, feet are disgusting <laughs> to begin with. But then you want to use, a, 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 you know, a, a, a pocket pussy shaped like feet. <laughs> well, okay, let's be honest here. If you really, like, had a thing for, for like... Like uh, male masturbation toys, and it was in the shape of a foot. Would you really give a fuck, or would you still use it and not even care that it was in the shape of a foot? I guess it depends on what it felt like. If it felt like a vagina, <laughs> as some of these, you know, fleshlights or whatever is supposed to feel like, then yeah. I wouldn't even be looking at the toy. I would just be <laughs> concentrating on the sensation. But it's probably got a good handle on it. I mean, two feet is better than one, right? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it, it's, it's just, I mean, that, that was going to be a whole show because of the fact that it's like, you know, you start thinking about it, it's like women have all the great toys. Like they have mm-hmm. so many different things that do so many different things. And men, we all have the fucking flashlight with the pussy on it. Or the half <laughs> half a human body with two holes that you have to spend an hour cleaning out when you're done. Yeah, they've got the mechanical ones too, where you like honestly um, suction it to like the wall or something, mm-hmm. and it does the work for you, and you could change uh, the speed of it. Right, you know. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself, it's like you know, 
The sex toy industry is completely unfair to men because we get the most bullshit toys and you girls have like a plethora of ways to, to go fuck yourself. Let, let's call it what it is. <laughs> yeah. You have a plethora of fun ways to go fuck yourself. Guys, we get the fucking pillow with holes. Or or the or the always surprised looking fucking blow up doll. <laughs> well, at least it's easy to put away, so no one's gonna see it after, right? <laughs> I can just see you. you can just put it in your sock drawer, and you know. <laughs> I can just see you trying to fucking unfold it to blow it up, and it sounds like a Playboy that's been uh, used way too many times. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god well they do have sex dolls now so and like i've seen some of them and they're pretty fucking high-tech looking things they're scary dude i i watched uh i watched a video <laughs> of like the adult toys where they were making them and they're, they're making them where they actually like will interact with you not not just you know lay there and let you fuck them but like they'll talk to you and stuff and I'm, I, I seen oh one of them. Oh my god! I seen one of them where they had the the face off, where you actually saw the robotics and shit. And this thing's like fucking Terminator. You know, I'm sitting there like <laughs> I'm sitting there like a malfunction. Th- this thing's going down on me. A malfunction happens. I don't have a dick anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So they actually had an episode on Vice about sex dolls and like the creators of sex dolls and stuff. And so they they've um they give like. They up, uh, give them intelligence of like of humor and, you know, they could tell jokes and everything. Mm-hmm. So this one really had me dying laughing because she starts telling this joke and she's like, oh, so my grandfather started walking at 45 years old and now he's 90 years old and we don't know where he is. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck <laughs> that, that is That's a good bad. one. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting that from a robot. <laughs> Yeah, but it, it, yeah. It's, it's absolutely scary uh, that this is the world we live in now, that we're so disconnected from human beings that the best option is a robot to be our companion and fuck buddy. Like, there are actual I... flesh and blood human beings out there that we can go interact with. You know, there are there are sex workers out there for $20 that give you a blowjob, and you want to spend $700 for... You want to spend seven hundred dollars to a thousand dollars to five thousand dollars on a robot that will talk to you? And ironically, like the robot thing I was watching, if you're mean to her or you talk bad to her or whatever, she'll refuse to have sex with you. Isn't you that paid, like a real girlfriend? Yeah, you paid five thousand dollars for a sex toy to tell you no. you you know what though like seriously with like many women's mentality nowadays um like okay so i i heard one that this girl uh, was referring to her boyfriend as her pet okay um and she like oh i don't want to get into who it was and i'm about to let it slip but i'm like are you fucking kidding me like you make it sound like you own this person like that's your pet like he does whatever you say like that's not how you treat people so and that's the only minor compared to how some crazy some bitches can be so like thinking about that mentality it's like do you really want to have to deal with this shit 
I wouldn't. And like, this is why I'm straight. Part of the reason why I'm like straight is because bitches be crazy. Okay. (laughs) If men don't want to put up with that shit, I get it. Okay. I totally get it. Well, that that's exactly it. Why are, why are men fucking, uh, fucking fuck dolls, uh, robotic fuck dolls now because we're tired of women, but here's the opposite end of the coin. They're making male sex dolls for women too. And it's pretty much going to it's pretty much going to like eliminate any woman wanting to fuck. We're we're gonna have no choice but to use a uh, go buy a robot because you women <laughs> you, you women will be having Mister Perfect with the with the twenty four seven hard on. Lane okay, in bed. okay. Don't talk. Don't include me into this. I don't even own toys. Okay. <laughs> no, not, I didn't mean you specifically. I'm just saying in general, women in general. You know. I like, know. <laughs> <laughs> It, it it's it's so sad, you know, uh, the internet age, the, the the digital age, the shopping on Amazon and ordering food through Grubhub and never leaving your goddamn house has resorted to us using robots to fuck. I I, I have no issue with this. <laughs> I think it's it's valid. You can do whatever you want. Like, I think yeah, it's more valid it's... than going out and raping somebody. Sure. Like, if you're a person who can't get a girlfriend or can't get a boyfriend, and rather than going out and becoming a sexual predator, you fuck a robot, absolutely go for it. But if you're a normal... Women have toys. <laughs> but if you're, if, you're norm, if you're a normal functioning person of society, go to a fucking bar and pick up a girl. You know, they've got strippers, they've got, like, sex workers. You know, there's always options. I personally, if I had to deal with some bitch who's calling me her pet, I'd go and buy a robot, too, just to fucking stick it there and be like, yeah, check out her, she's got a better rock of, uh, set of tits than you do. Like, <laughs> Well, think, think of it but, this way. Think of it this way. Would you, would you, Venus, you, you meet a guy, you guys hit it off, you're, you're feeling good about each other, you get a good relationship going, you go to his house and you open his closet and you find his sex robot. Are you going to be cool with that? Like, hey, right on, threesome, how's this thing work? Or are you going to be like, you need to get rid of this shit now? <laughs> well, you see it for like first dates and stuff, like even in the first months in a relationship, like, you know, you're going to be experimentative and stuff keep the doll you know let's have fun with the doll but you know if you're gonna be jealous about certain things that i do um then okay in return the doll's gotta go so i mean it's give and get right but i most people don't see this fairness it's like you know what you belong to me i demand you do this blah 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 it's like well this is why he had the doll in the first place (laughs) well look i would take the doll over that like like I said, if it's going to keep you from becoming a sexual predator because you're that sexually pent up and everything, absolutely get a doll. If you want, if you're a person who's got a high sex drive, but you know, work at McDonald's and can't afford like child support, get a doll. You know what I mean? Because as far as I know, they haven't done it yet. But as right? far as I know, you can't get the doll pregnant. So you know, rock it out, as much, <laughs> rock it out as much as you want to. You know what I mean? But at the end of the day, that is quite honestly, is, is would a sex doll, a robotic sex doll, for men or for women, is that not going to like ruin love for and relationships for hu- actual human connections later down the line? No, you don't think so. I mean, it's, 
Well, okay, is your ex-girlfriend going to ruin relationships for you down, later down the line? For some people, yes, it does. It it, 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 it breaks them. They, they become people carrying with baggage and constantly, you know, bring the sins of the past to the current relationship. You know, if you've well, been cheated, if you've been, che- if you've been cheated <laughs> on so many times, you start wor- wondering if your next relationship is doing the exact same thing, especially when you see "quote unquote" trigger signs or whatever. So, yeah, I would say it. it you know, bad bad relationships do carry over, and and in a sense, poison current relationships. Okay, well, then how would a doll be any different? At least it was an emotional abuse or psychological abuse. If you had a sexual thing with a doll. It's far different than having like a bad relationship where you're like mentally and like emotionally broken because of some relationship. I mean, hey, you had a good time with a doll. Like, who cares? And understand, I'm, real- understand, I'm not, I'm not advocating that these things shouldn't exist. I'm just asking the questions. Oh no, I'm, I'm just <laughs> answering them, like respectively. <laughs> like, I, I like it's more damaging to be with someone who's actually like terrible to you than it would be to be with a doll you know who satisfies your sexual needs you know a little fake girlfriend i mean don't who like who hasn't imagined you know like once upon a time in their lives like dating princess leia or something like people all have like their own little fantasy worlds in their minds so why not just bring it to life i mean you're gonna get bored of it eventually Yeah, but but when I was dreaming about fucking Princess Leia, you know, all I needed was my hand. (laughs) All I needed was was my hand and my DHS copy of Return of the Jedi. I was good to go. (laughs) Imagine if you could have, like, a real-life simulation of Princess Leia. I mean... Would Disney actually like that? <laughs> no, but it would be like some kind of like black. You know what? I wouldn't even be surprised by what Disney does anymore. So, you know, what the sad part is, I just it may happen. The the Star Wars fandom. If you ever created a fucking sex doll Princess Leia, you know how many of them will be bought and left in the box by the Star <laughs> Wars collectors? No, 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 no. You can't touch that. That's got to stay in the box. That's prestigious collector. <laughs> <laughs> See, and I don't find that weirder than, it, like, if someone kept it in a box because it's a collector's item instead of, like, using it. Like, it's that's what it's there for. It's called a toy. Toys are to be played with. <laughs> As I'm looking at my, I was, princess, yeah, but I'm my sure. black figure Princess Leia sitting on my, uh, my TV stand in box. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that's a little bit different, but, I mean, a Princess Leia sex doll... Come on, you have to at least try it once. <laughs> I don't know. I'm kind of the, the the nerd in me is torn with the pervert in me. The the sec the the, the pervert in me. Yeah, <laughs> se- sex doll of of young Carrie Fisher. All about it. Rest in peace, Carrie. But I don't know. It's 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 Princess Leia. That that means Star Wars. That means collectors. <laughs> I think it should just stay. See, in is, box. is that not worse? <laughs> Is that not worth having an obsession, like a geek obsession like that? Like, for instance, like, I mean, like, you could put this towards, like, anything, like, respectively. But, I mean, like, isn't that, like, worse than having a sex doll and using it for what its purpose than being like, oh, I am obsessed with this doll and I have to keep it. Do not open the box or anything. I mean, that's kind of, that would kind of be more of a deal breaker with me than to be like, oh, hey, check out my Princess Leia sex doll <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, that I use. I, I guess it depends on the fandom. Like I myself, I collect Star Wars stuff, 
and I do leave it in box and all because of the fact, not because of monetary value for me, but I'm hoping that it's something I can leave my kids that they could benefit from. If that makes sense. Yeah. It, it, to me, it's almost like an investment as opposed to just nerddom. Like, yes, there's something <laughs> I enjoy, you know, that, that, that I find fandom in, but the goal is that they're an investment to help my children when I'm gone. So yeah. I, I guess it really depends on, on, on how, how the fandom is for you. Yeah, but it all depends on like perspective too. Cause like right away I'm like, ugh. but to see when you explain it that way, I'm like, well, you know, okay, that makes a little more sense. <laughs> of course I could just could be completely so, bullshitting to justify my 15 Darth Vader figures. <laughs> all still in box. Okay. And, and see, this can't be a problem because you have a wife and she puts up with this. So I'm going to go put with her with. still being there that this is okay. Put, put up with, she gets even. I collect Darth Vader, she collects Harley Quinn. Are you, you're not complaining about that either, are I was, you? I was about to say, and I'm not bitching about Harley Quinn. Okay. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly where this was going. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, I mean, but we got way off topic here because the sex toys was, was supposed to be last week's show. <laughs> but, I mean, you know. It's, it had to be said. It did have to be said. But, God, I'm, I'm still thinking about the fucking <laughs> sex toy Star Wars figures. Like, you always wanted to fuck Ahsoka Tano? Well, here's your chance. <laughs> right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Oh, but, my God. Okay, so let's get into more graphic stuff now. So, oh, yeah, that wasn't graphic enough. <laughs> oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh, no, I'm about to get really graphic here. Okay. So if your ears are sensitive or you have a, a sensitive vagina... Oops. You have been listening yeah, to no, the you wrong are... goddamn podcast company if you're that sensitive. <laughs> you should already know better by now by yeah. what could be said. Um, so um, the graphicness of like pregnancy bodies, okay. Okay, so we're going to go on. And, um, so like as a woman, okay, so I'm, like, I'm curious why any man would be turned on by any of this. So I've got like this like chubby marshmallow body now. <laughs> I look like a fucking apple. My hips are like spread. I walk around like a fucking penguin. <laughs> okay, none of this is sexually appealing. Okay, I wouldn't be turned on by it. And like I like as, as a straight woman, I mean like there is sexually appealing women, you know. And I like I'll, I'll have admiration for a woman because of how she walks or something. And yeah, I could say she's sexy. I'm pretty open with my sexuality to say a woman is sexy. This is not sexy. Um, so, like, these big tits, these big leaking tits, okay? And it goes down to, like, even your vagina. Like, your vulva kind of, like, starts getting pressure on it from your cervix and your uterus. And it kind of, like, pops down a little bit. <laughs> so you got, like, this, like, bulge between your legs. And not only that, you're, like, excreting so much more fucking, um, what is it called? <laughs> Oh my god! Lubricant. See, I have pregnancy brain. I'm like discharge. Discharge. <laughs> That's what I, I, right? 
Yeah, see, I have such bad pregnancy brain. I'm like mid-sentence, and I'm like, what was that word? <laughs> well, I guess the dumb thing is a bit of a turn-on for some men. So. <laughs> Most men. But... <laughs> oh, no, she's a dumb blonde, like, insta-boner. <laughs> she's dumb. Dumb means gullible um, means I'm in there tonight, but then you get a relationship with her, and it's like, oh, God, can't you be intelligent? right why can't you finish a sentence (laughs) (laughs) it's because i'm pregnant and that's how you get the stuff thrown out your fucking head and you wake up on the floor with a headache okay (laughs) (laughs) like okay like emotional roller coasters that's another thing besides that can can men find this like, like if it was your girlfriend who's pregnant like I'm sure you would just be like you know what I'm just gonna shut up right now and not say a word when she's being like this but I, <laughs> I mean if it's not yours you know and it's like you piss off a woman it's like the next thing you know you're dead laying on the street it uh, wasn't worth all that extra discharge <laughs> I mean I mean look uh, all, <laughs> that's that's a hard one because I, I know. And, and definitely the mood swings and emotional roller coaster is one of the worst aspects for a guy to try to handle when, when a woman's pregnant because almost anything you say is wrong. You know, no matter how comforting you try to be, whatever comes out of your mouth, depending on the mood she's in, is wrong. <laughs> you just kind of have to bite You're your wrong bottom. for living. <laughs> you know, you, you kind of have to just like ride the wave, fucking bite your bottom lip, and yes, dear her to death. The words <laughs> I'm sorry come in play a lot. <laughs> like, it does not hurt a man's ego. You have to be like, oh, you know what? I just have to suck it up, or I'm going to die. And I can't kill a pregnant woman because that's just wrong because she's got a baby in her. So I'm going to be the dead one. I mean, how how do you take that if you're like you're you've got like men have natural egos? Like, how do you swallow that pride? I think I think when a person has has resigned themselves to being a family man, uh, a a husband, uh, a father, in some cases a stepfather, because the the deadbeat dad ran off while she was pregnant, or you know, in some cases the the father passed away and some guy stepped in, but they resigned to do it. They've did, resigned to put their ego aside. They've already gotten rid of the the masculine. I've got to pound my chest and be the alpha, and accepted the fact. It's like, look, I am responsible for her and what's about to come out of her, and I need to do what's best for that, as opposed to worry about if it hurt my feelings that she was <laughs> you know, that she was a little snippy. It was mean to me today, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you know, I, I like. I guess I could kind of understand, like, the fear that men have about sex with women, um, pregnant women. Um, Given the memes that I've seen uh, (laughs) of, like, aliens popping out of a little hole and reaching down with their big fucking jaws open and, like, gremlin little teeth and rawr type of stuff. And it's like, oh, when you go down on a pregnant woman (laughs) and you see this shit, I'm like, oh, my God. (laughs) <clears throat> see, see I, this stuff does not happen in real life. When when I when I had sex with, with a pregnant woman for the first time, I, I kind of had the same fear of like you know like tapping the baby in the forehead or you know whatever <laughs> the case may be. 
that you think about. Well, first off, the baby turns when it's ready to be born. So really, if you were long enough to even touch the child, which, by the way, men, all you men, you're not. Um, <laughs> just to let you know, you're not. Um, the baby turns when it's ready to be born to go head first. Otherwise, you'd just be poking it in the foot. If you're lucky enough to even be long <laughs> enough to touch the child, which, again, you're not. Um, you know, as See, far like as- at 28 weeks even, it's si- if the baby's sideways. So, like, the head is on the right side, the feet are on the left side. Or, you know what, it's the opposite of that pretty much. Right. You so, know, but- if you're poking anything... <laughs> Now, 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 if you're talking about like she's in the operating table, you know, she's she's on the table in the stirrups and you're just like, well, the doctor ain't here yet. Yeah, you're probably going to be poking the kid in the face. But I mean, you know, that's because the kid's like right there. <laughs> right. It, it seemed to, like, I, to waste this fucking stirrup time. I mean, you're you're already spreading ready. <laughs> but no, beyond beyond that, like that, it, it it's an irrational fear, and I I think part of it too, like one of the things I remember when when I've had sex with somebody who was pregnant, is I was always afraid of hurting the baby, not necessarily like poking it with my dick, but like the it, like if it, for sake of argument, like missionary style, you know, and my weight being too much on the stomach or something, you know, like always afraid of that type, of, or if I'm jostling the baby because I'm going at it too rough or. Oh, you're gonna shake it and give it baby shaking syndrome, <laughs> right? Some, something of that nature, and, and of course, all of it is really irrational fear. But it's still, I, I think it. I think it's a bonus. Uh, it's a positive and a negative. It's a negative because you're you're talking yourself out of sex, and quite honestly, pregnant women—that's the the horniest women will ever be. You know what? what like pregnant women need that attention. Like you know. What? I, like, I don't need, sometimes, yes, okay, like, I get that extra horniness, you know, because, like, yeah, I'm pregnant, like, hormones are fucking running rampant, right? Most of the time, I'm just fine if I get cuddled, or, like, you know, told I'm beautiful. That's the only satisfaction I kind of really need at this point. Right. Uh, <laughs> other times, it's like, give me that dick, you know? <laughs> right, you know, but... <laughs> But so so you're 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 depriving yourself, which obviously is a negative. Plus, you're depriving depriving the uh, pregnant woman, and then her mood swings are going to be even fucking worse. So uh, and it makes it so bad. Like it's like, wow, you don't want to have sex with me. Like, am I ugly? Am I fat? You know, like I know my ass is bigger right now, but you know what? Thank you very much. I'm carrying your fucking kid, asshole. But <laughs> but there is there is a positive side I, to this too. The positive side is is it shows that that guy has some form of concern and compassion for you and the child yeah well i'm just speaking generally like i've, I've heard so many stories like i okay so i like i'm in like this mom's group which is actually a cool group um and they're not judgmental cunts and they don't get mad at you because you vaccinate your child or they don't go off on you because you circumcise your child they're all pretty fucking kick-ass chicks right right and so they complain often about stuff like this like I, I was seeing this one post where this one girl was like, my husband hasn't had sex with me since we got pre- since I got pregnant. Uh, my daughter's now a month old, and he'll watch porn and totally like, ignore me sexually. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, you're you're just had a baby a month ago. You're still healing. You need to give him time, and you need to give yourself time. 
But some people don't see it that way. It's like, wow, I'm so gross. And, you know, we never understand what men are thinking at these points in time. We're just like, wow, he thinks I'm disgusting. Like, he watches baby come out of my vagina. Like, it's over for us, you know? So... Right, it's but, actually a pretty common thing that women go through. Right, but, but a lot of people got to remember too what's going through that guy's head, especially if it's the first child. He's going through an emotional roller coaster too, and he's battling with the fact that he's trying to rationalize it. He just watched life happen. <laughs> he's trying to piece yeah, together. Yeah, you're not coming back from that. He he's 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 trying to piece together <laughs> rationally how that happens, and then he's going through the emotions of how am I going to do this. Now that this child's yeah. here, how am I going to be a father? How am I going to be a good father? How am I going to be able to take care of this child and 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 my woman? And you know, like life changes. So he for, jerks off. You know, life changes for both when that happens. You know what I mean? And it, it takes some time for both people to learn to adjust to it. Women go through like what they call like post post uh, postpartum depression or whatever. Part, yeah, men kind of go through a very similar experience, but it's because they're trying to adjust themselves to their new role in life. So they you watch porn instead. I guess, yeah, because you know you're still a, <laughs> you're still a human being. You're still horny and shit, but now you're not, you're not looking at you're not looking at your wife or your girlfriend as as that piece of ass you liked tapping. You're looking at her as the mother of your child now. It is a very different experience. I guess that's like a huge difference. <laughs> you know, you're no longer just no, a piece of don't. ass. You are no longer just a piece of ass. You're no longer a fuck toy. You're now the mother of my child. You, you're you're in higher rev- reverence than you would ever believe in a man's mind. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> you know, so... Yeah. <laughs> It, it, it is it, the man has to learn to adjust to it, too. They'll do it in their own way, whether it's jerking off the porn or, you know, having beers in the garage or something like that until they until they come to terms with how they're going to get things back to the way they should be between you and him, as well as realize, you know what, I can be a good father to that child. You know what I mean? And. and for lack of a better term here, man up and do it. He's just got to get there his way, the same way as you got to get there your way. I mean, when you first give give birth, you know, and stuff like that, you can't have sex for six months. And quite honestly, you probably don't want to have sex for six it's months. It's not six months. Or it's not like six months, six weeks. Six weeks. Six, sorry, I, I meant, <laughs> I, I meant six weeks. You're scaring weeks. people. Sorry, I meant six weeks. <laughs> but, you know, there are some guys that be like, your mouth works. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess that's a little more insulting. You know, but you're you're not sitting there thinking about like, well, I could just give him a blowjob to make him feel better about himself till I'm fully healed. No, you're you're going through your own chemical imbalances, your own emotions, your own whatever you know, whatever the case may be, from that lifestyle change thanks to that child being born. I mean, it's it's it, the biggest thing is is people have to remember that when your life is changed, it's not over; it's just changed. By a child, and you both have to learn to be there for each other and support each other. And I know it's an old cliche, but communication is key. 
right? You know, if you don't talk to each other and let each other know how you're feeling or how you're reacting to these situations, you're going to wind up with the situations of, of like, well, he, he, he's not making advances at me. I guess he just doesn't think I'm sexy anymore. Or, you know, gee, she won't, she won't go down on me. I guess, I guess, you know, I did that to her and her body. So now she don't want my dick no more. No, it's not that. <laughs> well, it could be that. I mean, on you know, occasions it could be that, but I mean, it could just simply something be nobody ever thinks of. Right. Right. <laughs> Like the guy's blaming himself. Like I did this to her, you know. She feels unse- not sexy. She feels uncomfortable. It's all my fault. Right. Like it, it could be him just feeling bad about it. Yeah, there's there's so many different variations, and the only way you're gonna know and put aside to alleviate those fears is talking to each other. That's pretty simple if you think about it. <laughs> It really, it really is. I mean, you, and I will blame men more than women on this, uh, on that aspect. I will blame men more than women on that aspect. Women, yes, you guys can be very enigmatic in, in, in many fashions of, li- fashions of life, especially when it comes to relationships. You're, you're walking around pissed off at the world. Guy asks you, what's the matter? Nothing. I'm fine. We know damn right well you ain't fine, but we know we're going to get, <laughs> we're going to catch a tongue lashing, especially if it was us that caused it. <laughs> If we try to press, it's the always issue. you that caused it, <laughs> right? But in in the particular in the particular aspects of sharing emotions, for some stupid reason, guys, we were raised to not share our feelings and emotions because it's not a manly thing to do. And you know what? For the most part in society, you don't want to do it to your friends. You don't you don't want to go to your friends and be like, you know what? I just feel bloated and fat and tired and lazy today. I feel like I'm good for nothing. I don't think I don't think my wife appreciates me. That's not a guy. A guy's like, man, pass me a beer. But that you're not any less you're not any less of a man if you do actually share your emotions with your significant other. She's No, special. you need to be doing this. Yeah, not only do you need to be doing it, it doesn't make you any less of a man if you do it. No, you need to do it. That's what being a man is, is being like, look, bitch, okay, <laughs> today, this happened, that happened, get off of my shit about it, about this little tiny thing, because I want to punch you right now. <laughs> right, but but that, that that's the point I'm saying, like, if a guy's feeling insecure, or, or you know, uh, uh, lack of confidence because of something going on, instead of just going around like... You know, I'm the man, I'm shouldering it, and the woman's looking at you as you're just becoming distant, when really all you're trying to do is shoulder this insecurity or whatever it is that's going through your mind. Instead of doing it that way because you're pushing your relationship away, fucking talk to her. That's what she's there for. She's not just there to be a fucking piece of ass when you're horny and and somebody to make (laughs) you dinner when you come home from work. She is there for comfort and support. She is the one person on the fucking planet that you can let your guard down and your masculinity down for a little bit too. And you know what? She's going to have your back. Like, okay, if you're like a woman like me and like if my man's upset about something because his friends did or something or his friends bailed on him, or left him when he really needed them. If you find the right girl, she'll be like, yeah, let's go fucking key his car. Or let's go pop his car tires or something. Like, we, like women don't always sit there like, oh, poor you, poor you. Sometimes it's like, yeah, hmm, smashing his fucking window. <laughs> you don't know 
how she's gonna react. She's probably got your back and you're like pushing her away. And she's like, man, your friends will leave you, but I'll always be here for you. And you can talk to me because we will fuck them up. My man's not feeling good. I'm not feeling good. And if you made him not feel good, I'm going to make you not feel good. <laughs> right. And that's the way it should be. That That's why I say in this, those particular situations, especially in the beginning of, of a family life between a man, a woman, and a newborn child, nine times out of ten, it's the guy who's not sharing his feelings and emotions, maybe because he doesn't want to burden you, maybe because he's not comfortable with the emotions that he has, whatever the reason He's the one usually at fault because he's not opening up and speaking about it. Exactly. And we're here bitching, but women are bitching about everything, like literally everything. Like, oh, my God, we ran out of toilet paper. And it's all your fault. And why don't you change the toilet paper rule? And why didn't you do this? And it's like, look, we'll fight with you to make you talk to us. Okay, if you're not talking, <laughs> that's what's up. <laughs> We know something's bothering you. It's going to bother us, too. And if you don't want to talk, we'll make it you talk. Mm-hmm. And then they'll press, pressure and push and pressure and push. And instead of being uh, a chance to release, now it becomes an argument and a fight. But at least you're talking. <laughs> I mean, that's all we wanted was, you know, some, like, communication or some, like, acknowledgement. So if we have to get to fighting, we will do it. <laughs> <laughs> So do you really want to go that route? Because you should be the man and, you know, stop this fight before it happens and your shit gets burned. OK, <laughs> so but yeah, that, that, that that's enough of picking up, picking on on the men in this particular situation. I've been there. I got it. I'm speaking from personal experience and it was something I had to learn, too. And it did not make me any less of a man. I'm still a man with my with my male friends. If I go out to the bar, or whatever, pounding my chest, ah, 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 you know, whatever. But when I when I come home and I'm interacting with my family, you know, obviously I'm not with the mother of my child anymore. But when I'm inter interacting with Jen or when I'm interacting with my children, I allow that masculinity guard down to let to to to, to share fears and emotions with them that I generally would not share with outside my circle, if you will. You know what I mean? And it doesn't make me exactly. less of a man to do that. And men, we really need to learn that in our relationships. That's partly, not fully, but that's partly something that could help this fucking high divorce rate in this country. Is start learning yep. that you are a team. This is your circle. This is the one person out of everybody on the planet you should be able to trust the most. Exactly. And vice versa for women. <laughs> right? Like, if your woman's crying about something, like, you should be there to listen to her. Like... <laughs> You, you know, we don't want you to fix our problems, but if you at least just, like, console with us so you know what's going on in our fucking lives, so when we do spaz out, you're like, oh, well, maybe it's because of that fucking bitch who fucking pissed my wife off earlier at the grocery store. That's why it's like this. Well, okay, now I know why she's freaking out. Good thing I listened, and you know what? Fuck that bitch, honey. It's like, wow, you know what? You just made my life so much better. <laughs> That's all it fucking took. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't even take that. Sometimes it simply just takes sit on the fucking couch, put your arm around her, let her fucking sob into your shirt for a minute or two, stroke her hair, and that's all it took. 
That's all it took for her to feel better is just simply physically knowing that you're there. Like you're her best friend, but like you guys are both supposed to be best friends. If you can't talk to your best friend and be like, that fucking bitch took the last thing of this thing and I wanted it. And you know what is ruining my fucking day? Just listen to us. and Okay. Yeah. Fucking bitch, honey. <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, thanks. Sometimes you just got to <laughs> sit there. And let her, sometimes you just got to sit there and let her vent. Right. That's pretty much all it is. Yeah. It, 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 there, people make some, things so difficult <laughs> it, 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 it's programming it's just it's just quite honestly it, it's it's media programming we watch these and women you're guilty of this more than men this is where i flip script you women are constantly looking for the fucking fairy tale and the prince charming the happily ever after the bullshit you see in all these fucking ron rom-com movies you know, um, yeah, <laughs> it doesn't fucking exist. The guy you will meet is Al fucking Bundy. But the dude, <laughs> right. all right, nine times out of ten, the dude you're gonna marry is Al fucking Bundy. He's a fucking slob. He's a fucking pig. But he will take care of his family and he will be there for his wife. You got to realize that you're not going to turn him in. You're not going to kiss Al Bundy and get a prince. You're still going to, when you open your eyes after that kiss, he's still going to be Al Bundy. You know? (laughs) Who wants a prince anyways? High maintenance, like Fifi acting, like little dude, like, oh, how do you turn that thing into a king? Like, (laughs) I'd rather kiss, take my two face chances with a frog than some prince charming. (laughs) Men, men may be more emotionally, uh, uh, what's the term I'm looking for here, uh, complex than they let themselves on to be, but men really are simplistic creatures. We like sex, we like sleep, we like food, and we like to be left the hell alone sometimes. You give us those four things, and, for- and whatever you want, dear, you got you know, but the, for the, the most part, like men like to know that their women are feeling okay. You know, like they like to know that their women are happy that day. <laughs> right. But, I'm, but, I'm, but like, like what I'm saying is like, obviously a man wants a woman who, who, who wants him. You know what I mean? That, that, yes, that's kind of an ego thing, but it's also just, you know, a, a biological thing. We like having sex. We want sex. If she wants to have sex with me, that's a, that's great. You know? And then food, of course, we eat. We burn a lot of calories doing what we do every day. And and sleep, again, we have to recharge from everything we do all day, every day. The leaving alone thing, that could be simply just let him watch a fucking football game on Sunday. You know, make him some chicken ones and go eat them with him. Like, you, know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you give him those four things. Bring him a fucking pizza. You give him those four things. Throughout your relationship, and he'll do anything for you. He'll do much. anything on the planet for you. It is literally that simple, <laughs> right? It, like, I like I think people just have to like understand. Like, this is how men are programmed. This is how women are programmed. Okay, I have to accept that this thing has a vagina and is a woman. Or okay, you know. For, like for the most part, because I'm like, well, okay, not all women have vaginas. And I'm like, oh, 
there we go again, pedophile <laughs> relationship speaking, okay, like, this is how someone's programmed, this is how they're wired, okay, like, you accommodate that as much as you can, like, do you love this person, yeah, well, then you do something to make them happy, if it's a fucking pizza, well, give them a pizza. If it's like, oh, hey, I already programmed the TV to be on uh, your NFL game this Sunday night and blah, blah, blah. And um, I ordered a keg for you and your friends. Like, why can't you just do that and be like, yeah, I'm going up for a girl's name. Woo-hoo! <laughs> Fuck this shit. <laughs> I'm out of here. You enjoy your beer. <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes that, that the- compromise in a relationship isn't just so much of like, you know, do what he likes to do what you like. Sometimes that compromise, you, you, you hit the nail right on the head. Let him have his guy's night with his buddies around the barbecue with a bunch of beer and, and, and scratching themselves watching a UFC game. And another night you could go out <laughs> fucking clubbing with your girls. He ain't going to give two He's already fuck. occupied. He's preoccupied watching a game. You take advantage of this shit and go out. Like, it, honestly, it takes, like, one sacrifice of being like, okay, what can I do to like, you know, put a smile on his face, you know, or, or a smile on her face. Cause every once in a while, like, yeah, you know, you want to see your partner happy. If you love someone, you want to see them happy. And it really takes literally nothing to be like, okay, well I'm going to put on a game for them. And you know, how fucking happy. It makes them like balls high happy. And once they are happy, it's like, well, you know, uh, freedom. <laughs> well, see, you, you just hit the nail right on the head. One of the biggest problems in relationships today, and, and we, I know we're talking about pregnancy and sex, but it, it kind of goes hand in hand with all of these things. The problem with relationship today is too many people worry about what's in it for them instead of doing the right thing in a relationship, which is what is the best thing I could do for you? I shouldn't you know, be worrying still- about me in a relationship. I should be worrying about you in a relationship. You're the one that should be worrying about me in the relationship because I've got you, so you should have me. That's the proper way <laughs> to do a relationship. That's how relationships start, though. It's like, oh, you know, I'm going to put on this cute outfit for him or I'm or I'm going to make her a nice little meal or, you know, I'm going to buy her that wine that she likes when I, when I go over tonight. And, you know, it, like relationships smart, start with those small little tiny things that make people happy. And you don't even have to go that far out of your way to do it. And it's like those little small things count. How do you think you fell in love? Like, how do you think you got in a relationship? Mm-hmm. And why shouldn't you be doing continuing that type of stuff? You, that's how what got you there to like because you were in love but do you want to stay in love because you, you should keep continuously doing that hey look a relationship's just like a car you know when it's new everything's working right you're you're great with it but every once in a while you know you got to change the oil you gotta you gotta you know change the fluids you got to put gas in it you gotta you gotta maintenance it Love is the the relationship is exactly. the exact same thing. Just because it's working now doesn't mean you don't have to keep putting maintenance into it to keep it running. Right? <laughs> Men will understand that analogy right there, but <laughs> hopefully they understand it better than I do because I don't know shit about cars, but I do know. <laughs> <laughs> I do know. You don't want to get a flat tire. I do you don't know want if, to run out of gas. Yeah. I do know if you don't maintenance the car once in a while, you don't take care of the car once in a while, it's going to die. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then the sex Ugh. and the, the sex and the pregnancy, you might as well kiss all that goodbye because no relationship, none of that shit. 
<laughs> what? Might as well go get a fucking sex robot. <laughs> oh. Insult your pregnant partner even more. Like, do you want to die? Do you want her to fight, figure out how to make this thing malfunction? To like rewire it so that it bites down on your dick and like literally eats it off. Like, do you want this shit? <laughs> we'll let you have your sex doll, but we we're gonna make it fuck you up. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, I mean, I, I sorry we, that we got a little real on you for a minute there, but it, I, it, it had to be said, you know. Part, part it does. Of, part part of like what we what Venus and I talk about, even even in the perverted shit that we talk about on it had to be said, can break down simply to a lot of the problems that we bitch about can be fixed with open communication and healthy relationships and healthy relationships are remembering that you are a team who are supposed to be there for each other. More so than anybody else on the planet. Exactly. If your bitch don't like a bitch, that bitch has got to go. <laughs> that no, works none both of this ways. She's my friend. It does. It does. Well, I, like I'm a woman, so like I'm putting in a woman's perspective, right? Like if I don't like this bitch, she's got to go. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. It's going to be respect me or you don't respect me because I don't. This bitch doesn't respect me. So, and it is scientific. It's pretty simple. You just stop is, talking to bitches that they don't like. And it is scientifically proven that when your man turns around and says that man's got to go, it's because that man is wanting to fuck you, is intending to fuck you, or he knows you're fucking him. And why would? you compromise a love relationship obviously it's not love so let's just not stop kidding ourselves right now if you can't drop a guy friend or a girlfriend because your boyfriend or girlfriend said so because it benefits you in any way you're not benefiting your relationship when you're leaving this person doubtful that's it and of course and of course you hear the same the same argument over again well if you really loved me you would trust me regardless of who I talk to it's not you that I'm questioning it's you I'm looking out for. This right. person's a fucking pervert. This person's a fucking asshole, okay? This person's a fucking narcissistic fucking retard. And you think I want you to go through that? No, I'm looking out for you. This bitch is a hood rat, and you're going to invite her over to my place? She's going to steal from us. She's going to rob rob us. You know, she's had relate. She's... And then you always get the, well, she's got a boyfriend. Oh, wow. Okay, so I have to trust that because she has a boyfriend. She's not a conniving cunt. <laughs> right. <laughs> now I'm questioning if you're the cunt here because she has a boyfriend. Oh, it's okay. No, it's not okay. I don't know her intentions. I don't know how bad the relationship is. Apparently, she's bitching you about how bad her relationship is. So it must be pretty bad, and she's turning to you my man, and you're going to sit there and console her when you can't even fucking fuck me. <laughs> there's, there's the problems. There's the emotions. There, there's the issues. If, if, if it's more important for your man to spend time with some stranger than it is with you, you've lost him. And vice versa. If your woman is more interested in hanging out with her guy friend and I'm, I'm you can't see me but I'm giving air quotes her guy friend or as I call him fucking dick in a glass case breaking case of emergency um, <laughs> right? then, you, then you that relationship is dying or dead 
And see, these are like just like instances that like I see people complain about constantly and stuff. And I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, well, realistically, <laughs> this is what you should be, do. Nobody ever wants to listen about the obvious, right? Though, right? So it's like you really have to like wait till like address the elephant in the room, like and generalize it and be like, well, you know, this is a constant thing that I see, and blah 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 blah. And it, it's so constant that you know it's in my mind, like <laughs> in the middle of a podcast, to be like, well, now that we're here, and since I thought about it, <laughs> right? It, it's why are women like like. Why is this always happening? It's just always, 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 always there, always on Facebook, always this, always that. If it's an always and it's always a problem, I think it needs to go. <laughs> well, here, here's another one for you, too. And this is the, the modern day and age more than, than the previous day and ages. But uh, it's still it still counts. Uh, social fucking media is an absolute cancer to relationships. It's a cancer. <laughs> When it is when your business, your personal business is aired out to fucking strangers consistently over stupid, even stupid shit. Oh, he left the toilet seat up again. Bitch, that's between <laughs> you and me. The world don't need to know fucking that dude. That dude, no. that dude in Alaska don't need to know my fucking bathroom habits. And you like, don't. Why need are to be you shaming him. your partner? You're like, yeah, it's shaming your partner. Like, you're honestly making them feel bad. Like, and like spreading it to the world. Like, why would you do that to someone? Like, publicly shame them because of something stupid like that. Like, you, you know, like, I can understand, like, you, like, oh, well, my silly boyfriend did this or something. And you put it in that way, but it's always like, this fucking asshole, this and that fucking bitch, this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, wow you know like that's your partner and that's how bad you talk about them like if bitch i'd be doing worse than what they're doing if you <laughs> post that all over social media to shame me well, that, that's exactly there's like it. absolutely no consideration for your partner when you're doing this type of shit well you, you they go out looking for you know the people that are posting their fucking dirty laundry on, on social media are looking for validation uh, either to have all their their uh, echo chamber friends turn around like, oh, you're so right, he's such a scumbag, or whatever else, or or, oh, you know, the sympathy card. Oh, I'm so sorry you're going through that. You know what? You wouldn't go through it if you actually sat down and had a conversation with the guy you're supposed to be having a conversation with, or <laughs> the girl you're supposed to be having a conversation with, and working out the problem instead of fucking posting it on social media. <laughs> See, that's what I learned after my last breakup, because, you know, like, my, like it was going really good and everything, and then all of a sudden it went to shit. And since then, like, I, I obviously, like, I've, I've seen people and stuff and whatnot, and I don't even like talking about my personal life, because it's none of anyone's fucking business, right? Mm -hmm. That's why I leave people's names out of shit and everything, because it's like, wow, you know, the situation, <laughs> what you said needs to be brought up. But you personally, like, it's none of anyone's fucking business. But and you even put yourself out there to make it everyone's business. But you don't know. Like, I won't even say if I'm I'm single. I'm dating someone. I'm seeing someone. Like, that's my personal life. <laughs> if you honestly don't even see me at least once a month to talk about my personal life to face to face, you don't deserve to fucking know anything about it. Well, I've I've never talked. But to you there's face so to many face. people. <laughs> well, I mean. 
I generally like, yeah, like lots of my friends are like Facebook friends and stuff, but I mean, I like, I've been friends with them, you know, like we got close, we had a few conversations and always started off like generally, generally light. And, you know, you like click with some people like most of my friends, friends, you know, I'm, I'm doing the air thing now too. (laughs) (laughs) I can almost envision that too when you first said it too, like the friends. I'm like, yeah, she's she's air quoting. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I've never done that before. That was the first time, but like, like most of them start off as, you know, like, you know, random people and stuff. You talk, you have a little bit of a common, like things in common, you know, and you can relate to each other, you know, and like you slowly build relationships and stuff, and it's like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, I consider you a friend, you know, if I need to fucking vent or something, I've got people I can do that with, but I don't go all over my fucking Facebook or something like, oh, I had a bad day because of this, you know, if I have a bad day, you're not even going to know I have a bad day, <laughs> like, that's at the point I'm out of my life, like, it's none of your fucking business, now, if I have a good day or something good happens to me, or, you know, I'm excited about something, yeah, you know, that's stuff to share, but not, like, stupid shit like it's a terrible well sometimes yeah it's a terrible fucking day everyone can fuck off <laughs> i think that's legitimate but you don't go into details and this and that and blah 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 nobody cares everyone likes to see you doing bad in life well see in the- like, that's why you get so much attention when you're like oh this happened that happened well see it's kind of a different scenario but like when i was in the military there used to be a saying like uh reprimand in private but praise in public meaning that if somebody did wrong you take them aside and you talk to them but if they do right you want to celebrate it with everybody you know so and and it's kind of the same scenario when it comes to relationship or your own personal life if you got something great like you got a new job or you bought your first house or your wife is pregnant of course you want to share it with the world and get those positive you know uh, 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 validations and acclamations from it. But if you're having a shit day, or or your wife is breaking up with you, or you feel like your your relationship is breaking up, or whatever the case may be, keep that shit to yourself. Putting it out there in public is not going to help the situation. In fact, it's going to hurt it because one, the echo chamber is going to get involved. That's just going to tell you what you want to hear instead of the truth. And then two, remember, most of these people are just characters on a screen they give two fucks about you as soon as they log out (laughs) no they really don't and and you know what you become like their fucking center of conversation topics like oh yeah this dumb bitch did this and whatnot and you know we've all heard people say it like oh but this person on facebook like oh my god did you hear about it and blah blah do you like do you really want to be the center of drama that you're not even involved in because you wanted to go and fucking cry about, you know, your shitty baby daddy for like the 10th time. And it's like, people are laughing at you now. <laughs> right? They're sitting there laughing because it's like, well, it's 10 fucking times and you don't learn. And <laughs> I wonder how bad this is going to get because, bitch, you keep going back. <laughs> you you know, don't need that in your life. <laughs> and, and, you know, when my, when my relationship with my ex-wife went the way it went, I, I'm a hypocrite. I, I, I went down that route. And I, that's why I'm speaking on it now. It's because I did go down that route and I did get the echo chamber and it did not help the situation in any way, shape or form. Yeah, I felt better for a minute of everybody saying, oh, poor you. But in the long run, it served nothing. 
nothing. In fact, it fueled the flames of the fire between my ex-wife and I because you had the fuckers that were trying to, you know, uh, uh, be opportunistic about the situation or decided to choose sides in the situation or whatever else. Like the shady fuckers took advantage of it. So it made the situation that much worse instead of me just keeping my mouth shut, going to the people I know were my friends at best. If I needed to vent that badly, but keeping it off of social media and out of the public view. Exactly. You know, like you think people are talking there to support you and stuff. People are talking shit behind your back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And trust me, we've all, we all have done it to, about other people. <laughs> we have. But you put yourself out there and in that situation. So you know what? You just, People need to learn from that. I learned from that. That's why my personal life stays that way. Unless it's something, you know, that's needed to be celebrated or be happy about. Like being pregnant. As far as anyone knows, I'm I'm single. I'm pregnant. I'm a single pregnant mom who's is like, you know, it, I, like I posted a, um, a post saying that I was moving and it's like some guy was like, how did you get that? And he was talking about the place I moved into because I posted a picture of it. And it's like, well, what do you mean? How did I get that? Are you asking me about my financial situation? Or are you saying that I'm not deserving of this? And you know what? It's something to be celebrated. And you still have one fucking jackass who's going to be like, whoa. (laughs) Hey, guys, let 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 me ruin a fantasy for you. I'm pretty damn sure that Venus isn't even her real name. (laughs) <laughs> so all you fuckers that think you know her I'm 99% sure that Venus isn't even her I don't know her real name but I'm pretty sure Venus ain't it I'm sure that's a nickname or or uh, a character name that she has created <laughs> it's a stage name exactly. in social media like that's how my that's how much I like to keep my personal life personal is I like you like well I have reasons why um I don't like even disclosing my real name. And you know what? Like, I find that they're pretty good reasons. And when people ask, like, someone going through a sex change or a transgender um, situation, well, what was your birth name? It's like, that's none of your fucking business. That's who I was. That's not who I am. <laughs> look, look. That I has no her, relation to me anymore. <laughs> look, I invited her into Realm of the Mist. I gave her her own podcast. I still don't know her real name. <laughs> well, Okay, once you start writing me checks, we'll discuss this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then, then I'll have to know it because I need to know who to uh, who to make it out to. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the, fa- the fact of the matter is, is like you think you know somebody. It, it, even that is proof enough. And 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 I'm not saying it's a bad thing that I don't know her real first name or her real last name or whatever. It, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But the fact of the matter is, everybody you think you know, you don't. Well, I don't think you've even asked me what my real name was. And yeah, I disclosed to you what my last name was. <laughs> and you're just like, wow, that's your name? <laughs> and, and it was never an issue. Like, okay, this is just who you, like, this is who you are. You know, you're respected or you don't. Like, oof. there's so many people with fake profiles that act like fake people and stuff. Okay, well, at least I'm real on my fake profile. <laughs> well, I, look, if anybody understands this as me, for 20 plus years, I was, you know, Matt Wild. I, for the longest time, like in my last band, to give you an example, the guys in my band called me Wild because that was my wrestling name. So long that when my lead guitarist found out my name was Chris, it fucked him up. He was like, wait a minute. <laughs> Your name's Chris? 
Like, yeah. What did you think? Did you think my mother actually named me wild? <laughs> See, and you know what's funny is, like, people I've actually hang out with and stuff, they still call me Venus. Like, friends of mine, you know, that I've known for years and stuff, and they'll still call me Venus. People I used to know when I was a child that I, like, knew my, like, birth name, they'll still call me Venus to this day. So, like, is that who I really am? Like, I guess in some way, yes, because, you know, that's how people dress me as well, like, on the streets and stuff. So, I mean... Well, it's literally become a nickname. Again, my my name, my birth name is Christopher. But I never go by Christopher. I go by Chris. Well, Wild is the same as Chris. It's a nickname. For you, whatever your real name is, that's your birth name, whatever the case may be. But most of us know you by your nickname. Venus has become your nickname. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so don't judge me. Exactly, you know? So, and everybody has a nickname. Most of us have nicknames that... We don't know because it's what other people call us behind our back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. So I'm sure I've got a couple of nicknames. I've heard a couple of nicknames that Jen gives me, and they're they're not flattering. <laughs> <laughs> well, good thing they stay between you two, right? Yes. So. <laughs> Well, I'm not saying I don't. That. I'm not saying I don't deserve them either. <laughs> right. So. so speaking of um, internet bullshit, um, we're adding the new segment to "It Had to Be Said" with Venus, and I think it's a nice way to wrap up the show tonight. All right. Um, dumb fucking shit I've read on the internet this week. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta <clears throat> come up with a, like a little like. Uh intro song or something for that segment for you so that way when you announce it we can like actually play it <laughs> you know what you should have it like a, kind of like a flopping dick like flop. yeah so i only started saving stuff like because you know it's every fucking day and i'm sure everyone in the world can relate to this but it's every fucking day of your life that you're ever on social media and you know like especially like those public posts from certain pages and you'll have somebody post one comment and it'll just be like oh wow uh, you cannot be any fucking dumber <laughs> <laughs> and you know it just sticks with you for that whole week for the whole day and it's like wow that dumb fucking comment and I like I only started saving these. I've I've been screenshotting them and I, and from different groups and stuff like that. Um, I've decided that I'm not going to name any names or any group names, so that will be kept confidential. Because most of these are closed groups and stuff. So I mean, you do have to respect um, the privacy that people are trusting with these. So that's, that's why Venus has the screenshots because I I don't care I dox the shit out of you motherfucker if you're that dumb you need to be exposed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well I I have a lot of respect for people's per privacy and stuff like that because you know that's something I kind of um, expect. So if I <laughs> I mean you can publicly oh I know put me I, was, on a list. I was joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, you could do that to me, but I mean, really, like, that just, like, shows your integrity. Like, you've got none. So, um, it's only been, like, two days that I've decided, two days ago that I decided that I'm going to start doing this. So, I've only got, actually, two things that I, sa that I saved. 
Um, it's been a p- really busy past couple of days, but usually I'm like always on social media because I've got like uh, networking and stuff. And, you know, I've got, I like run two groups and um, I'm like admin and a few other pages and stuff. Like there's a lot of like social networking for me. So besides moving, <laughs> well, with this moving, I haven't been able to do that much. So, but these are the highlights that I found for the past two couple of days. So in one group, one unnamed group, <laughs> um, this, this girl posts, and this is a mom's group that I'm in. Um, she posts, I just got kicked out of another mom group because I, I post my view, or hold on, she spelled this weird. So I just got kicked out of another mom group because my view viewpoint isn't covered with rainbows, butterflies, and bullshit. Feeling kind of good about myself. I stuck to my guns. So it, it's usually never, ever the post itself that is, like, the dumb shit that you read. But this comment really got to me. <laughs> so this girl, respond, <laughs> this girl responds with, I got kicked off one, too. Someone made an anonymous post about how they track all their guys' stuff on their phone. She gets notifications from Instagram, messages, and Facebook, yet wanted to know how to get them from Snap. I asked a simple question. Do you sniff his dick when he comes home? Apparently my comment was too much. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) She probably is the type of person that sniffs his dick when he comes home. (laughs) If men could only see this shit, right, and be like, wow, wow. (laughs) That was a good comment. So um, this other group, um, (laughs) it's about conspiracies that I'm in. Uh, this guy posts, aliens control us through mental telepathy. Thoughts? And the one comment that shows up without clicking the comments was, did they make you post this? <laughs> That's actually kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> right? That sounds like a comment I would make to somebody like that. It's like, <laughs> how do you know they didn't make you do this? <laughs> <laughs> right? Are your thoughts your own or does someone else think them for you? Well... <laughs> I'm influenced. Save me. <laughs> you ever feel like life, you just have this little green diamond above your head and somebody sitting at a computer just making you go into the swimming pool? Okay. No. That's a well, I, reference. It's actually a topic we'll get into in the Tinfoil Hot Society. <laughs> oh, is life a video game? That'll be fun. That That's coming this uh, Thursday, correct? Yeah, this Thursday. I, I'm really, really hoping for this Thursday. I, I don't see anything happening between now and then that's going to stop the show from happening. But with moving and everything, I'm going to say that there could be a halt on it. And so I'm not making any promises, but my hopes are really high. I don't even think I can make any shows this week, and I'm already on my second one. So, <laughs> Well, to be fair, like I told you before, and I'll say it again on air, you're moving and you're pregnant. <laughs> None of us are going to complain if you took the week off to be able to handle your business and just start fresh, you know, next week once you're settled in or whatever, even two weeks once you're settled in, you know, we wouldn't complain about that. We understand moving sucks. (laughs) Moving while pregnant has got to be even worse. You know know what? My back is killing me. Um, Like my ass cheeks are like fucking swollen from like, you know, the up and down, up and down, up and down, lifting like, 30 to 50 pounds or so like it hurts (laughs) 
It fucking definitely does. But it's like, well, now I'm in here. I'm in my new place. I got everything all done today. Like, honestly, within a day, every my whole apartment was packed up and cleaned pretty much like this afternoon. Nice. Now I've got everything to unpack and clean because when I moved in, everything was left here. So, yeah, it's been, it's been a busy day. And so making the show was like, well, you know, can I, can I not? Am I going to have internet? Blah, 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 blah. But everything's worked out. So <laughs> actually taking a little few of break at the end of the day and, you know, just talking shit. Yeah, I'm going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for that anyways, so. Right on. What, if if it does happen, what's the topic of conversation? Obviously, it'll be safer um, whenever actually, we do the episode if we don't do it this week. But I was actually thinking of starting with something simple that people can follow, and it was going to be um, DNA genetics and um, blood types and stuff like that. So that's like vaguely put like what we will be covering, but. Um, DNA, blood types, where blood types come from, stuff like that. And uh, hopefully that'll lead us down the road into, like, you know, alien bloodlines and all that crap. But that'll be another week's uh, topic. <laughs> so we're going to start off pretty simple. And we're going to go into a bit of science and um, uh, stuff like that, ancestral stuff. And we're going to cover that basic before we get into stuff that you're not going to be able to understand. <laughs> and, and for the perverts listening, she said ancestral, not incestual. <laughs> Although I'm sure that'll get covered too. <laughs> <laughs> that's something you cover and close the door and never talk about, you know? <laughs> yeah. it's like, that's like a dog taking a shit in, in the yard. They, they cover it with grass. That's what you need to do with that topic. <laughs> exactly. Just don't touch it. <laughs> don't touch it. Well, I guess that wraps up tonight's show of It Had to Be Said with Venus, and yes, we said it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I'll be back Thursday, hopefully, with uh, the Tinfoil Hot Society, and back on Monday with um, Realm of the Mist, and Tuesdays as usual with It Had to Be Said with Venus. Find me on Facebook, Venus Chan, or Solar Nova. Um, Instagram, you can find me at Venus Uncensored, and you can email me at venusuncensored at gmail.com. Um, I also have a fan page on Facebook now called Realm of the Mist. Presents it had to be said with Venus, so you can like that page and share it with your friends, and that would be appreciated. And guys, you can find me wherever Realm of the Mist podcast can be heard, which is qual- any quality podcast uh, place. You can find us on anchor.fm. Make sure you hit support while you're there. We can always use it. Uh, as well as here on YouTube, make sure you click the uh, the uh, website on the in the description down below so that way you get access to all the great uh, content and blogs written by us mainly me right now venus has been on a break and nobody else has submitted one yet um <laughs> hint 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 <laughs> and of course guys <laughs> and of course guys you'll find me tomorrow night with my boy john martolia as we're talking a little star wars at the war of the stars a star wars podcast and you can find all the other great realm of the Mist shows like press a gaming podcast with zephyr zero it had to be said with venus uh, Realm of the Mist podcast, Tinfoil Hat Society, uh, Journal of the Jedi, which is a special presented by War of the Stars. 
Uh, Jesus Christ, we have so many shows. <laughs> oh my God, right? So I'm like, are you done yet? So not, done, not done yet, but there's plenty. <laughs> not yet. Oh, I know. <laughs> but here's the deal. Realm of the Miss Entertainment, we have something that you should enjoy. So guys, check it all out. Give us a like, a thumbs up, subscribe, comment, share it with your friends. We want to hear from you. We do this for you guys. And thank you very much for being here for us. Uh, thank you. <laughs> and good night. <laughs> Why didn't the three little pigs go in for some kind of flat share scheme? Does Jesus get to choose which wine he turns it into? Why don't Sims have the upper body strength to climb out of a swimming pool? And does everybody really want to be a cat? I'm Will Baker. And I'm Alex Prescott. And if you're the type of person that overthinks these deep philosophical questions, then Think to the Brink is the podcast for you. From Disney characters to song lyrics, debates to social etiquette, tune in every week for your dose of paralysis by analysis. All topic suggestions are welcome. If you can think it, we can overthink it. Think Think to to the Brink. Brink. Available on all podcast platforms. Hey everyone, this is John Tolley, inviting you to check out War of the Stars, a Star Wars podcast. Each week, me and my co-host Christopher Stolley discuss the new theories surrounding one of the largest movie franchises in the world. So join us every Wednesday at 8 Eastern as we travel to the galaxy far, far away, right here on Anchor FM and wherever fine podcasts are heard. You know, when you need CBD, vape juice, or new mod, go to Vape Scorpion. 10859 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. They are formerly known as East Coast Vapor. They have all your needs, all equipment, all the juice. And hey, while you're there, sit down, enjoy a beer, and just hang out with a bunch of cool people. Guys, if you really need your next vape machine, or maybe you just want to try a locally uh, juice, make sure you hit up Vape Scorpion. That's 1085 Boston Avenue, Philadelphia, PA 19116. Or give a call to 215-464-8273. Oh yeah, and make sure you let them know that Realm of the Mist Entertainment sent you. He said that she said... How dare you say that? That's offensive. Well, someone's gotta say it. It had to be said with Venus. Catch the live show Tuesdays at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the recordings at any time. Guest shows weekly. Listener, beware. Mature content. Sexual content. Trigger warning. Do you know saying Hi, my name's Chris. I'm here to tell you about Rebels Podcast. We talk about all the great entertainment things from movies, music, comic books, and many, many, many other forms of entertainment. As well as and just general If you're looking for a podcast right your alley. Look further than home on the podcast here at them or where I am. Comically, we've got a feast of 
We are right next to Northeast Philadelphia. We have action figures, statues, albums, and TVs, graphic novels, other knickknacks, and, of course, comics. Established in 1985, we are your go-to store. Come by and say hello, and say that the guys from RadioCast FM Radio sent you. The address again is 83 Bustleton Pike, Feasterville, Pennsylvania, or call 215-357-3332. Three-Eyed Turtle? Is that alright? A <laughs> fucking a Three-Eyed Turtle. Who wants a mustache ride? Are you tired of the same old podcasts with no humor? Well, join us for After Hours, where everything is funny that leads to us. On Anchor.fm, and where quality podcasts are heard. How the fuck did we get on this? I don't know. The FCC started this shit. It's their fucking fault. Hey everyone, this is Dak. This is Liam. And this is White People Shit. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Whoa, 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 whoa. Maybe you're bi and week. I'm straight and strong. It means twice a week, you douche. Oh. Yeah, listen to us twice a week. On White People Wednesdays, we talk about gay stuff, zombies, superhero sex positions. And on Featured Peep Fridays, we interview the Featured Peep of the Week. Yeah, like a fucking furry. Just search WPS Podcast and look for the white dude in red pajamas. We're on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, YouTube, and where else you get your podcasts. We believe in equal opportunity humor, where all things can be made fun of. So if your feelings get hurt and you're offended, you can always eat a dick.